Welcome to the Wesleyan Podcast. The Wesleyan Podcast. Bringing you news and financial tips for doctors, dentists, teachers and lawyers. Hello, I'm Neil Whelan and welcome to the Wesleyan Podcast. We've got a special crossover episode this week with our friends from Money Marketing Magazine. Their editor, Justin Cash, spoke to one of our senior financial consultants, Jonathan Halberder, as part of their lockdown specials, talking about how COVID-19 is changing the financial planning profession for both advisors and their customers. This one in particular is all about how Wesleyan has been changing the way it works to ensure it can continue to provide a seamless service for our customers, especially those doctors who are working all hours to look after their patients suffering from coronavirus. Jonathan also talks about the additional support we have been providing, such as our health and wellbeing service that has been made available to customers and has proved to be really useful. As you can imagine, the pair of them will be talking about various aspects of financial planning and what Jonathan's clients are dealing with. So, bear in mind this podcast is for information purposes only and shouldn't be considered as financial advice. If you are impacted by some of the issues they talk about, then please talk to a professional financial advisor directly who will be able to help you out. And with that disclaimer out of the way, here's Justin, Jonathan and, as you will hear, his luxurious lockdown beard. How are you, sir? I'm very good, thanks. How are you doing, buddy? Not bad at all. That is a very impressive beard you're sporting. <laughs> yeah, it, it was probably about mm, half an inch at the start. <laughs> and now it's just taken a bit of a bit of a bit of a growth spurt. But, uh, you're measuring yeah. the lockdown days by the length of your beard now. You've, oh, is it Monday? Is it Thursday? It's, oh, it's three inches. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like one day, one centimetre. Yeah. <laughs> How have you been keeping? You've been all right? Yeah, not bad at all. Um, I've been round my girlfriend's for lockdown and she's not murdered me yet. So uh, can't complain. Impressive. Can't complain. Yeah, Where are you broadcasting from? Uh, Shropshire, Colebrookdale, which is, uh, well, most people probably know Ironbridge, to be fair. And um, that's, that's where I live. So uh, it is in the depths of sort of uh, the hills as well. So signal here is not good. Wi-Fi calling. If you haven't got it, you ain't got signal. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> well, luck, lucky we've uh, we've got a good connection there today. Then, yeah. yeah. Thank, thanks for coming on. I just wanted to chat no about all your all your work with uh, with NHS doctors at the moment. I mean, just after we've been hit by all of this annual allowance taper stuff, COVID nineteen mm. puts another spanner in their financial plans. What have you found from from the profession from your your discussions with them so far as an advisor during this this crisis? Um. It's been varied, to be honest, as well. It's been a wide range of sort of concerns, sort of stipulations and thoughts. I think what happens when we're in, you know, obviously I've never experienced anything like this, like many haven't as well. But what we have found is that um, it's prompted, especially my clients and my guys, to kind of reassess where they are. It's almost like that thought-provoking moment of chaos in the world where everybody just kind of has that moment to stop reflect and think actually hold on a minute what's going on and obviously my clients are, are at the front of it all as you can imagine so um i've had literally everything from the uh, you know the the midnight emails and the midnight calls to the the, the early morning at five o'clock where i get a call randomly about certain things to help clients out just you know and it's various different things sometimes it's not always just financial um, sort of backgrounds that they that they need help on it's it's kind of stuff where you go actually i needed this doing with this policy never came into fruition is there any chance we could pick it up now i think that's what it's done it's done a bit of a that prompt where 
things never were as important or they were at the bottom of that sort of priority pile mm-hmm. and then they've gone uh, actually now we should be thinking about this and you're right you know um it was all about the uh, the tapered annual allowance that was kind of your initial sort of uh, kick and then the government did the announcement made obviously the changes great to a certain degree um but then again now this has come on that's kind of just gone on almost a back burner to a certain degree because everybody's now focused on the here and now you know bringing our guys out of retirement and everything and yeah i was, I was going to bring that up with you about that priority list of you know not uncommon for people to go into semi-retirement consultancy and all the rest of it in the medical profession and suddenly going <laughs> oh I better get back on the front line. How do you manage that financial trade-off? It's been an interesting one for a lot of my guys. Um, You know, obviously with the traditional abatement rules that they've got anyway, or had, um, luckily the government have noticed that and and, and put that to the side for now. Um, But equally, uh, it's been a bit of a challenge for some, I think, because they've still had the fear in the background that it would affect them financially. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're like, don't worry about it, you know, come on back, we need you guys. And they obviously are absolutely at the top of their 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 point of then going yeah i want to go back i want to go and help want to get back onto the front line as quickly as possible um and some have found it very easy others have found it a bit of a challenge to try and mitigate not just the financial difficulties of getting through the the challenges of those sort of rules but then at the same time just having the assurance knowing that it's not going to affect the pensions because um like, like most things you would like to make sure that they say something it's going to you know, carry into fruition, which is uh, what's happened so far, which has been good for the guys, to be fair. Hmm. I guess it's, it's difficult to, to manage particularly immediate needs for, for these guys, because as you said, they're not working nine to five, like the rest of us where they can nip out on their lunch break and, and see mm. someone or, you know, have a call at, at 5.30, the day the day's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's... Um, Obviously, these video conferencing, Zoom, and go-to meeting, everything that we use has been a bit of a, uh, a godsend, as you could imagine, um, in terms of just keeping that rapport there because it, it is still a very different world that we're living in. So it's how quick we've managed to adapt our processes, I would say, in order to still be able to service, obviously, the guys, but look after them. And you know what? we've kind of put the message there where it's a support message because um you know it's not about going oh i should have got this done i should have done that when you're reactive to things naturally it's too late uh, where some of the guys now have started to think about the hearing now of course but also being quite proactive about their future understanding about what they can and can't do or what what, what they're limited to do um, and just being that support mechanism for our guys at the moment because sometimes people just need to know what are the, what am I doing? Is it okay? You know, sometimes it's just a simple question like that. To be fair, Justin, on that processing point, you've always got so mm. much work to do keeping your current clients on on track. But financial planning's obviously really been shunted up the agenda for maybe the the colleagues of of the people who are your existing clients. Are you still able to onboard efficiently? How do you have the capacity when so many more NHS doctors now need good financial advice? Yeah, I, I think one swift process that we've got, we've we certainly worked on the uh, the digital arena, shall we say, in terms of, uh, you know, prospective new doctors being able to contact Wesley and via, obviously, uh, digital media, social media, and so on and so forth. Um, that, in then in its own right, comes back through to us. Our guys are still 
working remotely centrally. So we've got our central admin guys and all of them are doing a fantastic job in keeping the support mechanism from Wesley and all the way through to us as the consultants. So by the time it gets to, 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 to my desk, we're in a pretty good position to still provide as much advice and support as we possibly can, even when we were doing it face to face. I guess um, what's been really good for some of my docs is that I've only got 25 minutes because I'm on my lunch hour. Mm. Is there a chance we can just do this? And instead of me going, well, I'm going to have to see if I can move some meetings around, try and get the guys in. Now it's a quick kind of, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll book you a quick FaceTime, uh, go to meeting and, you know, uh, queries, questions uh, and solutions sorted. So it's a, it's, a world, it's a world that we're all living in, isn't it, at the mm. moment? That's a, it's a bit different. Um, but with our docs, I think especially, um, you know, we've got a healthcare and wellbeing um, support hub now that we've kind of set up, and it's 24-7 thing. It's, it, it's, it's been really good, I think, from docs knowing that they can go for a triage, you know, from everything from mental health all the way through to other considerations and ailments um, that, you know, other companies may not be doing as such, but we've just noticed that sometimes our docs don't necessarily want to talk to their colleagues about mm. the certain things. <laughs> so um, it, it's little things like that. And also, you know, the charities uh, that have been doing fantastic. Um, we, we've donated quite a lot of money to various ones like NHS Practitioner Health and stuff. So uh, it's all these little things that we're trying to do just to help people along. And it's, sometimes it's the, it's not the direct stuff that we do. Yeah. It's not the stuff that you're trying to advertise. It, it's those indirect things that people don't see necessarily at the forefront that Wesley and are very good at doing. It's kind of that underhand support mechanism that we provide as well. Yeah, I've, I've seen so many uh, planners really widen their holistic quote unquote uh service that is not just talking about tax treatments anymore they are trying mm. to talk with clients about you know the, the the shape of their lives at the moment and and mm. one of those things i don't want to sound too too bleak about it but the health implications of, of catching the virus itself i mean i saw some research today saying that we are notoriously bad at talking about inheritance planning for example with our, our friends and, and families is that something that because you know doctors are at the front line this they, they do have more risk of getting it are you seeing people go okay, what's the financial implication for my family should the worst happen in this crisis? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, some of that, some of my long-standing clients that I've had for over 12, 15 years as well are the ones where they were kind of first on it. As soon as that lockdown was announced in, you know, March, it was the case where there was plenty of just have I got what I've got, is it accurate? Is it fit for purpose? Do I need to review it? Now's the time to do it. Mm. Um, and like I said, it, it's like that reactive phase sometimes as well. But then it, it's putting people into that proactive thought uh, mindset to understand exactly that. If we're thinking about some inheritance tax planning or thinking about their family and if they did catch it and they weren't to survive, um, yeah, the doom and gloom of it is what would happen to my family and then that's where the obviously the you know the the understanding of exactly how the nhs pension works and the inclusion of what the family can potentially benefit from which is where we are then just supporting them because sometimes information and knowledge is the power that people need in order to make informed decisions it's nothing more than that you know um from a protection side of it clearly it's it's impacted a lot of people just from the basis of them thinking about what is it that they've got but at the same time um saying is there anything else i can consider so sometimes you kind of get oh it's all right the mortgage is 
paid off if we we you know if i'm not here anymore that that will be fine then and then it started to prompt people to think about other things yeah you know um kind of the longer term because hold on a minute i'm only in my 40s um that's one thing yeah that's one bill paid for but then there's another 30 odd years of income that potentially my family might lose out on so where does that put me so it's prompted a lot of my docs to kind of look beyond just the norm of what we consider to go am i sufficiently covered if something happens and that's our show for this week thank you to justin and jonathan and the good people at money marketing magazine if you want to find out more about what wesleyan can do for you and your finances you can go to the website at wesleyan.co.uk on twitter at wesleyan and search for us on facebook and linkedin but that's it for now thank you for listening and stay safe out there